Hello and how are you? This is Alice coming to you from Total Health Academy, where we talk about all things total health. So we'll continue to dissect some of the medications that we use. I I have a long list of the most commonly used medications. <clears throat> so we are now down to number 19. So number 19 commonly used drug is furosemide. Furosemide is also known as Lasix. So Lasix is the blood name, um, but otherwise it's called furosemide. Now this drug is used for many things and um, it has to be used under the doctor's supervision because it has a lot of uh, contraindications that there are some people who should not use it. So definitely it is a prescription drug and it's used for edema. You know, people who have uh, like swollen feet, maybe somebody has congestive heart failure and their feet just swells. So it can be used for that. So it's used for edema. Edema is also known as dropsy. And when somebody has this condition, it's either their heart is not working properly or their liver is not working properly. So one of those two things. It's also used for pulmonary edema. That is when people have accumulated fluid in the lungs. It's, it's still connected to the heart. You know, when the heart is not pumping properly, um, lots of fluid can back up into the lungs. So it's used for that. It's also used for high blood pressure. Now, if you see this drug being used for high blood pressure, that means they have tried other things and they cannot get the blood pressure under control. So they add this. This is not fast line drug for high blood pressure, but I have seen it used on um, layer occasions, you know, when nothing else is working. It, it usually is like the bad drug because, you know, for some people who have high blood pressure, sometimes you can even see five drugs of different kinds being used to treat the same problem. Now, if this is you, <laughs> if you have high blood pressure, because high blood pressure is so common, if you have high blood pressure and you're being treated with um, a drug uh, to, to, to control that, because you cannot really cure it with a drug, uh, you can control it, but you cannot cure it. I absolutely need to talk with you because there's something we need to discuss that can help you. Uh, it can help you bring the blood pressure down. Uh, blood pressure is not caused by fluid, <laughs> even though, you know, when we are trying to control it, we kind of, you know, try to get as much fluid as possible out of the body. But really, that's not the cure. We are just trying to manipulate <laughs> the blood pressure, you know, get get the fluid out. And that's when you see somebody being put on Lasix. But before you get put on Lasix, they probably have tried a few other water pills. We call them water pills uh, before they go to Lasix. Because Lasix has a black box warning. It is a very strong diuretic and it can cause fluid and electrolyte imbalances.
So you don't want that. Uh, and that's why I need to personally talk with you because there's a conversation that we need to have that can, uh, it can help you. I believe it can because high blood pressure is not caused by fluid, but that's one way we treat it. So anyway, so you'll see this drug being treated, um, being given for high blood pressure. Uh, the other uh, area I've seen it used is when somebody has high calcium in their blood, hypercalcemia is high calcium level in the blood. High calcium levels are caused by many, many, many things. Um, it's one of the elements that are used um, in muscle contraction. So Lasix is used off-label. That means it wasn't designed to actually be used for hypercalcemia, but it can be used off-label. And it does work to some extent. Um, but more than anything, I would like somebody to deal with the root of the problem rather than uh, using medication to treat the symptoms, okay? Uh, I've also seen Lasix used when somebody has high potassium level in their blood. Uh, it can be used for like two days. You know, you give a dose, a small dose of 20 milligram for two days, and then you check the blood level. And uh, if the potassium has gone back to normal, then we say somebody is cured. But, ooh, that is not the way we are supposed to look at these diseases. We always need to ask, why is this happening? Why is somebody having high calcium levels in their blood? Why are they having high potassium levels in their blood? Many people will think that the foods that they eat is causing it, but that is far from truth. So let's talk about uh, Lasix because every drug we give you has side effects. And this one has some serious side effects, and I'm not going to name them all, but I'm going to name a few. And obviously, when people hear about the side effects of a drug, you know, when people are desperate, they will take anything. Many times they don't look at the side effects of a drug. But when I come here and I talk about the side effects, if somebody listens to this podcast, I urge you not to panic. And I urge you not to um, stop taking the, the medication without your doctor's permission. The same doctor who put you on this drug is the same doctor who needs to take you off. So don't stop taking the medicine because you're listening to this podcast. I always have to tell people that. But if you want to talk to me about it, we can talk about some things that you can naturally do to help your situation and then go back to your doctor. And if the situation is um, rectified, the doctor can take you off medication. So that's how I do that. So let's talk about some of the serious side effects of this drug. So it can cause low, severe low potassium. And if that happens, it can affect your heart. So... High potassium is dangerous for your heart and low potassium is also dangerous for your heart. So you don't want that happening. It can cause electrolyte imbalances. Some of them can be severe. Uh, electrolyte is these elements that we have in our blood that keeps our blood 
normalized or working properly. These elements are sodium, potassium, calcium, chloride, carbon dioxide, um, the things of that nature. So those are electrolytes. Um, it can cause low volume because, of course, if we are taking extra fluid out of your body, um, this drug is a diuretic. It can cause low blood volume. And, and with that, somebody can start feeling dizzy. They can get dehydrated. It can also cause something called thrombocytopenia, which is your platelets, which are used for blood clotting. It can affect the production of your platelets. It can cause hemolytic anemia. Hemolytic anemia is caused by um, uh, your blood cell, red blood cells being destroyed and causing anemia. It can cause aplastic anemia. Aplastic anemia is when you're not producing these um, cells, components of the blood. They are not being produced. So if they're not being produced and you develop aplastic anemia, your white blood cells, which are the soldiers of the body, are now being produced and you can be prone to infections. And those are actually produced in the bone marrow. So I believe this drug, if it's causing that, they say it's causing it. I'm not the one who wrote the side effects, but they, they are written down. That means it's affecting your bone marrow. So it can also cause something we call rucopenia. Rucopenia is still your white blood cells, especially neutrophils, um, um, they can be affected. So you can be prone to infections when your soldier cells are low. Um, it can cause um, thrombosis. Those are blood clots. It can cause fasciculitis. That is the inflammation of the blood vessels. It can cause in interstitial nephritis. That's when the kidneys are, are affected. It can cause necrotizing agitis. These are big, big names. But don't, don't be uh, scared. <laughs> Always continue taking your medication as the doctor prescribes it, but uh, just know that there is another way out. Obviously, the way I teach things, it, it will not happen overnight. So I would not recommend anybody to get off medication without doing the work that they're supposed to. Number one, understanding what the problem is and then working to remove the problem. That does not happen overnight. It takes time. And in the meantime, you need the medication so um, so the medication can help you. You know, it can at least uh, deal with the symptoms. But um, I help people deal with the root cause. So um, necrotizing agitis is where your blood vessels are being affected. They aren't like dying. Anything that's necrotizing is necro. Necro means dead. So it can cause that uh, the blood vessels, the cells of the blood vessels to start dying. Uh, it can cause something we call Steven Johnson syndrome and toxic epidermal necrosis. Again, the skin cells. They are being affected. Stephen Johnson syndrome almost looks like a burn. When somebody has a reaction like that from medication, they look like they've been burnt. But it's just the skin that's affected. Um, but it can be bad. It's not a good thing. 
and it's not a good sight to look at. And toxic epidermal necrosis is also affecting the skin, like the skin cells are dying. It can cause erythema multiform. That's another skin condition, um, almost like a, a, an allergic reaction of sorts. It can cause, let's see, pancreatitis. It can cause cholecystitic jaundice. That means your gallbladder is also affected. It can cause uh, systemic lupus exacerbation. It can cause uh, like kidney stones in patients uh, who uh, who have um, used this drug for a long time. Okay, now common side effects. Urinary frequency, that is a given because this drug is a diuretic. And so we kind of tend to give it in the morning. And if somebody is um scheduled to take it twice a day, the last dose we give it around 4 p.m., latest 4 p.m. So they have enough time to go use the bathroom and not have to be woken up at night to go use the bathroom. So we kind of tend to use it either in the morning if we're going to use it once a day, but if we are using it twice a day, we give the last dose at 4 p.m. It can cause dizziness, nausea, vomiting, weakness, muscle cramps, um, low magnesium level. That's not a good thing. When somebody doesn't have um, enough magnesium, it can cause a, a, a lot of problems in the body. Um... It can cause low blood pressure. When you get to stand up, that's cause or uh, is called orthostatic hypotension. When you stand up, you kind of feel dizzy. Um, but when you're lying down or you're sitting, you don't feel anything. But when you get up, um, you you kind of feel dizzy. It can cause um liver enzymes to be elevated. That means the liver is being affected. It can cause blood vision. So it affects your eyesight also. It can cause anorexia. Anorexia is lack of appetite. It can cause abdominal cramping, diarrhea, um, issue, uh, prolitis, which is um, itching, rash. Uh, it can cause um, hyperuricemia. This is when ulic acid is elevated in the blood it can cause hyperglycemia this is your blood sugar can be elevated in your blood it can cause hypocalcemia we already talked about that low calcium levels it can cause ringing in your ears that's called tinnitus it can cause parathesia parathesia is when you feel like numbness tingling sensation in your either your feet or your hands it can cause photosensitivity for people who are light-skinned if you go out in the sun you get sunburned quickly it can cause cholesterol increase and it can cause uh, triglycerides to be increased so those two uh, formed cholesterol and triglycerides which is the other fats that are connected with cholesterol they are made in your liver so this drug can cause an increase in that. Um, well, I hope I have said something that is maybe I've made a point. <laughs> I hope I have. 
uh, to tell you that there is always a way out. That some of these things, we don't always have to fix them with medication. There is a way out. But in order for you to get healed, you must. And you have to deal with the root of the problem. And this is where I come in. I can actually help you deal with the root. So let me know uh, what's going on with you. Get, uh, get in touch with me. And I will give you my number in just um a little bit. Um, I want you to text me. Don't call. Text me. I don't deal with emergencies. If you have an emergency, go to your doctor. Go to um, the emergency room. But when you're ready to deal with the root of the problem, I can help you. And now at that point, I like people to be calm, people to be ready to to learn. You know that that's what I do. Also, I have to tell you about the good news. I'm going to start teaching, you know, uh, at Total Health University. So if you're interested, our first class will be coming up next month. Yeah, I'm excited about that. And we actually are going to talk about with uh, we're going to talk about very basic things. We're going to start with weight management. But, you know, weight management is a big deal. Many people in the world want to lose weight and many people are focusing on diet. But diet is not the only thing that we need to focus on. There is a whole lot about weight management that I can tell you. And diet is just one area. So we can talk about diet. We can also talk about other things that cause people to gain weight. And we'll do that. We'll start that next month. So if you're interested, this is a paid class. Um, so you need to g get in touch with me. And I know I'll tell you how to get registered for the class. And once you're registered, I will, I will tell you the details. I'll give you more details where it's going to be at, what time. But definitely, it's coming up next month, and um, I'll be talking more about that. So my phone number is 919-749-6007. That number is 919-749-6007. So God bless you, and I wish you well.